It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. Each of you are treasured. You're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to this team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. I appreciate each and every one of you. And it is uh, Crawford, well, it's KLZ 560's 100th birthday this week, producer Steve. Yeah, 100 years. And and I, I knew there's another station in town that I was affiliated with that was like 1926 when they first started to broadcast and i thought they were the first but it's not it's klz was the first to go on the air oh it's uh it's such an honor to get to work with crawford broadcasting and all the people here at klz 560 in the second hour we'll be talking with one of my uh, colleagues here at crawford broadcasting richard Beatty, regarding uh, the 100th birthday so i'm excited about that producer steve richard uh He's been with us probably a little over a year now already, and he does these things. They're, I, for whatever reason, they only air on Wednesdays, but it, he calls it the Sound Century, and he's been digging through the history of, there's and there's a ton of it here, by the way, of, of KLZ. Uh, it, the frequency wasn't always owned by Crawford. That's only you know relatively new uh, in the 100 years, but um, the things he comes up with, and he can... He goes in and he finds sound bites. Now, that's easily done today with digital, you know, audio and all that kind of stuff. But the sound bites he's getting, <laughs> that definitely wasn't uh, digital audio back in the day. Well, it'll be great to talk with him in the second hour. Yes, my friends, we are now on 6 to 8 a.m. We started that yesterday. We debuted that. And uh, we just, it went by so quickly, I can't even believe it. So we'll see how we do today. Great show planned, though, for you. We'll talk with um, uh, Susan Kochevar in the uh, in this first hour regarding, well, regarding fear. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to chat with her about that. She and I both saw a psychiatrist from L.A., Dr. Mike McDonald, and he's written a book. Um, oh, now I don't have the title with me exactly, but it's The United States of Fear, I think it is. And so that'll be a great conversation. And we'll be talking with Robin Webb. She is running for uh, State House here in Colorado uh, in the first hour and, of course, Richard in the second hour. Uh, check out the website. It is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And we have all of our, our shows there with our podcasts. So you can go to The Daily Show and you can just click on the picture there and that'll bring up uh, all the information about it as well as the podcast. So everything is right there. Again, that's at Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Uh, sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. 
and uh, you'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests as well as our most recent op-eds and our most recent podcast. And I talked with Gary yesterday. He had oh, called in. Oh, good. And uh, he's he's not real tech savvy, but he really wants to have the, the newsletter so that he can engage in this battle of ideas with his friends and family and colleagues. And so I've got to figure out how we're going to make that work to get him a copy of that newsletter. But uh, sign up for that because there's a lot of great information there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We have these great advertising partners. And I highly ask you, recommend that uh, you utilize each and every one of them because they're one of the big reasons we're on the air. And then also because of all the support that all of you give, give to us. You can go to the w- website and just contribute there. But we are this independent voice. We search for truth and clarity. By looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And remember, my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether it's their rights, their property, their freedom, or their livelihood via force, whether with a weapon, which is what we see happening in Ukraine right now, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or what we see here in the United States right now because of terrible, terrible policies by uh, Democrats in Washington, uh, with with some help from the Republicans, I must say. And that is the latest silent thief, which is government-induced inflation. And uh, that's why we do this show, is to help you engage in this battle of ideas. And our quote for today, I went to Bob Hope and... Am I looking at that? He, he lived to be 100 years old, right, Steve? I'm looking at those years cor- correctly. That's my understanding. I, yeah. I remember the, the hoopla as he was approaching the 100-year uh, mark. Right. He was born in 1903 near London. He died in 2003. A British-born American entertainer and comic actor known for his rapid-fire delivery of jokes and one-liners and for his success in virtually all entertainment media and of course, Steve, with the, all the work that I do on America's veteran stories, uh, years, remember Bob Hope going to visit the troops uh, and brought a lot of laughter and, and entertainment uh, doing that. <clears throat> but I loved this as I found this. He said, no one party can fool all the people all the time. That's why we have two parties. All right, that's good. But I got to ask you, normally you, you tie the quote of the day to something else you're about to do. So what led you to this particular quote? Uh, that he was 100 years old and it was the 100-year birthday Oh, okay. of, uh, of KLZ. Right. Well, the, the two-party, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically what, uh, what we're all about these days. Yes. Uh, although, it's the although va- okay, let me, sorry to interrupt. Okay. And I said to you earlier on the, on the pre-call, what, what is, I, I, we're, we're coming, we're 238, oh geez, I just looked at the number, 238 days away from the midterms, and I'm trying to figure out what the leftist Dems are doing, because, I mean, to say the bridge is out and they're headed, you know, they're going to run right off the edge, that's an understatement, and yet they don't seem to see it. The leadership is still out there doing the most bizarre, crazy things, whether it's Nancy or or Chuck himself and you know, and good old Brandon, too. I don't get it. I it, The policies are terrible. We're, we're seeing the results of that. And I don't know the answer to that, Steve. But 
we had the conversation with Dr. Brian Dimitrovic yesterday, economic historian, and I got a, a lot of hope in that because what I heard through that is is this DNA of the American spirit that runs through everyday Americans. And don't discount that. They are discounting that. They have discounted it for a long time. They and the whole Davos group, uh, all of these elites. And again, we have had people on both sides of, of the aisle that are part of that. The Bushes uh, certainly are. As, as I look back, um, as, I, as I look back at different policies, uh, I'm, I'm able to see things a little bit clearer on that. We need, my friends, several things. We need to make sure that these elections are free and fair and honest. And if we have a party that is trying to get as many people to vote and, uh, and what that does is that dilutes the actual vote of, of hardworking Americans. So we need to make sure that our elections are free and fair and honest. This last election, more and more information is coming out about irregularities throughout the country. Tomorrow, we're going to have Molly Hemingway on the show. She is the managing editor for The Federalist. I think she's a very good journalist. She's written a book, Rigged, and we're going to have a very important conversation with her about that. And so... What this means is we can't just show up to vote this election cycle, Steve. We need to have our eyes wide open. We need to be involved in the process. We need to be election workers. We we need to step up and do everything we can to make sure that our elections are free and fair and honest. Then we also need to be electing candidates that believe in limited government who who believe in, in energy, uh, reliable, affordable, efficient, and abundant energy. We need to make sure that we elect those kinds of people because that is what powers everyday people's lives. And uh, so that's and, and then we need to elect people that believe in representative government, not bureaucratic government, producer Steve. You just made a huge distinction, and I'm glad you did. Because everything that's comp- happening around the country, and I, I don't know if you got a chance to read through that the document I gave you yesterday from Judicial Watch, but any attempt around the country to get our election process, processes back on track and um, accurate and legal is being broad brushed by the left as voter suppression. What you just said, though, about we, you know, this push to get as many people voting out there as we can without actually looking at who those people are is, you know, it, it, it's harmful. It is. So this this broad brushed voter suppression <clears throat> thing, we got we've got to be able to look through that and see it for what it really is. Right. And and, and it's disrespectful uh, to, to be putting in policies that dilute people's votes. It's disrespectful to everyday hardworking Americans. I want to get over here to our bill of the day, House Bill 22-1260, access to medically necessary services for students. So once again, the title sounds good. But let's really think about it. When we were talking yesterday with Brandy Bradley, she is a candidate also for uh, State House here. And I thought a lot about this yesterday, my friends, <clears throat> that she said at her pediatrician's office that she asked to look at her child's chart, 
her 12-year-old child's chart, and she was told that she could not look at her 12-year-old child's chart without the 12-year-old's permission. And so here, what this does, this bill summary says, under the first part, maybe it sounds okay, it says, under the bill, a student who has a medical diagnosis and presents an accompanying prescription from a qualified healthcare professional, professional to an administrative unit must receive reasonable accommodations as determined by a collaborative care team to allow the student to receive medically necessary services in the school setting. You know what? I miss that, Steve. As determined by a collaborative care team, who's on that? Next, the bill prohibits an administrative unit from prohibiting a functional health care specialist from providing medically necessary services to a student during school hours. Now, my friends, that's where we should look at that and say, danger, danger. Uh, because where is the, the conversation with the parents on that particular decision? And when we look at the agenda of the LGBTQ agenda, you know, 12-year-olds, there's so many things that's going through their minds. Um, I remember 12, 13, 14 was not the greatest time in my life. I actually was fighting with my mom at that time. And this looks to me like an opportunity for someone to step in and circumvent that relationship between the parent and the child. It goes on to say, the bill authorizes an administrative unit to utilize on-site therapists when selecting a functional health care specialist to provide the medically necessary services to the student. If the administrative unit does not have an appropriate specialist available on site, the bill requires the administrative unit to allow a community-based specialist to provide the medically necessary services in the school setting. The administrative unit is also required to consider selecting specialists who provide frequent and regular therapy to the student outside of the school setting to provide the medically necessary service to the student in the school setting in order to maintain continuity of care. It says the bill does not increase, alter, or reduce an administrative unit's obligation to provide required services pursuant to the Federal Individuals with Disabilities Education Act or Section 504 of the Federal Rehabilitation Act of 1974. Did you see this, Steve? There's not there's not one word of parent in here whatsoever. You know, I <laughs> I got to get a pair of glasses like yours because I see these things, and like I said, told you in the pre-call, I guess I'm on the fence on this one. I get, if I were a parent, I would want these types of things, but then you started finding and naming naming all these issues, and, and like this one you just now mentioned that the lack of the word uh, parent and uh, yeah I see it could be a little nefarious here it could be very nefarious and it puts it in law the sponsors on this are Meg Froelich Democrat Senators Cleve Tom uh, Cleve Simpson Republican and Rhonda Fields Democrat and this is in addition as Patty mentioned the five mental health bills that we reported on last Friday my gosh, Steve, this is what this is, is this is circumventing. This is trying to, this is an assault on parental rights. And we have so many great candidates that are stepping forward to stand for parental rights. Before we go to break, uh, again, I mentioned my sponsors. A sponsor that's been with us for a long time on both shows is Hooters Restaurants. 
And they have five locations. That is Loveland, Westminster, Aurora, Lone Tree, and Colorado Springs. And they have, we're into March Madness right now. I haven't had time to really look at it. Uh, Typically, I'm a KU fan. But uh, I I do love this time in March with all the college basketball. They have all kinds of specials at uh, Hooters Restaurant. So be sure and check that out at each of the stores. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Robin Webb. And she is running for uh, State House. We're going to find out why. And we'll be uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. Remax Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check our our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. A couple of things I wanted to, to let you know about. First thing is on March 22nd, the Colorado Hispanic Republicans are holding a senatorial forum. Uh, should be great. I'm excited. I get to be the moderator on that. So be sure and check all that out at the Colorado Hispanic Republicans. And then on March 26th, Helen Raleigh and I are doing our second media training. And would love to have uh, you. We've got a, a limited number of spots. And uh, you can actually go to my website to buy your ticket and sign up there to register. And our hope is is to, to help you be able to navigate both the media or just getting your message together. And uh, I think that uh, I've, I've learned a lot from it. And we would love to have you join us. So go to my website to sign up for that. On the line with me is Robin Webb. And uh, Robin, welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, and you are, have thrown your hat in the ring for State House, and it's District 43, correct? That's correct, Highlands Ranch. Okay. Why have you done this? Why are you just, have you decided to run for office? Well, um, I think the biggest reason, obviously, is my children and the fact that I'm worried if the Warriors don't step up, our children won't have a country in 10 years. And I was listening to you before. Parental rights is a huge issue for me education, um, freedom, people's rights. We all watched the Constitution get shredded in 2020. So constitutional rights, especially in focus right now, are our right to free speech, our right to bear arms, our right to raise our kids the way we see fit without government intervention. I do not co-parent with government. Your right to choose what does and does not go into your body, life, Full-term abortion is apparently not enough for Colorado Democrats. Now it will be okay to kill newborns, and our minors can get an abortion, and us parents don't need to know about it. So, again, parental rights are trying to circumvent parents, and the state wants to own our children. Um, The alarming rise in crime in Colorado. Election integrity. And, I mean, unfortunately, our state and country are such a mess that the list of issues is long. We could talk all day and not hit every single issue. 
Well, all of these are really important. And I find it so interesting that everyday people are stepping forward to run for office as as I and and I uh, any candidate that reaches out to me I will give them some time on the show because I think it's important that you the listeners <clears throat> get to learn about these candidates um, but Robin it's it's just amazing to me to see Americans stepping forward to run for office uh, like you and and many others yes I mean I'll be honest with you this was hard for me to come to because it is uncomfortable. It is not easy to run for office. It's a lot of work. I have not had a day off in three months. But I am passionate about changing this country because I want my kids to have a country. And I I actually have a a beautiful quote that really sums up exactly what brought me to this. Because uh, my husband and I have worked hard and we have this amazing, comfortable life. And I had it set up so that I could be home every day with my kids after school and I mean it's I'm completely changing my life we're gonna have to get a nanny and everything but it's important because I want my kids to have what I have worked for and they won't in my opinion if I don't step up so it's by Thomas Paine the quote I prefer peace but if trouble may come let it come in my time so my children may live in peace that is so interesting that you would say that, Robin, because that's a, a quote that I have on our daily outline. haven't referenced yeah. it for a while. But that's one of the reasons why we do this show as well. And I could feel myself getting stressed out about all these different things that have been occurring. I mean, we go through the COVID, and, and like you mentioned, you look at what we're passing on to our kids, and I could feel stress about that. And then I realized that it is. It is up to us, and I would much rather have us in this fight yeah. and pass on peace to my children. So I, I really do appreciate that. Um, and making life changes. To go down to the state house right now, and fight what is happening. The Republicans apparently uh, tried to filibuster this terrible abortion They've been fighting bill. so hard. And yeah. you really look at this, Robin, and are we a state that values life or are we a state that values death? And if it, yeah. and what we see with the radical Democrats that have taken over the Democrat Party, mm-hmm. we see that that is what they value. Death. Absolutely. And I mean, they value owning us and enslaving us and taking our children away from us. I mean, essentially, they're really trying to circumvent parents, which is alarming. And I don't want to pass this fight down to my kids. Well, and did, I don't know if you heard uh, me talking about the bill of the day, House Bill 22-1260. There were five, uh, quote unquote, mental health bills last week. And then there's this one. And when we talk about mental health of our children, this whole COVID experience has been difficult for a lot of kids. And so we talk about mental health. We think, oh, my gosh, we want them to be healthy mentally, of course. But what I see happening here is this is codifying into law. As I mentioned here, I mean, this is uh, scary the, the this would be determined this care would be determined by a collaborative care team and an administrative unit that's not who yeah. should be in charge of our children we should be in charge of our children as parents yes absolutely and speaking of during covid and the lockdowns and the schools being locked down my very bright 4.0 you know well adjusted happy thriving student teenager uh, became suicidal 
And I honestly never in a million years thought I'd hear those words come out of my child's mouth. But thank God she told me. And thank God I was in charge of helping her because I think if the state would have run how bad she was, I don't know what the outcome would have been. The state doesn't care about my children more than I do. So, Robin, one question, and that is yeah. is where the, the left kind of hides behind it is a child that may not have a healthy home life. How, yeah. how do you think we can address that? I think there are ways to address that without taking the rights away from children. And frankly, I think the Democrats do that because they want everything they do to look virtuous. But there are ways to figure out how to help those children without destroying our rights in the process. It's just, it's just a cover, in my opinion. I think I think that's true. It's a cover to take um, parental rights. And all this has been percolating underneath the surface for quite some time. If there's a silver lining to COVID, I think it's really has woken and not made us woke, but awakened us to all of this that has been percolating for a number of years underneath the surface, Robin. Yes. And I've been an activist for medical freedom for quite a while. Because I saw the writing on the wall, I knew there was going to come a point where they were going to start forcing things on us we didn't want, and that's exactly where we are. And, I mean, if we don't have the right to our bodies and what goes into them and our children's, what do we have? What world will it end? If people think the government aren't going to keep going further, they have not been paying attention to history. Uh, most most definitely. So, hey, yeah. Robin, how would you like to button this up? What do you want people to really remember about you? And then also, how can people get more information about you? I'm being called to serve. I really believe that. Um, and I am a fighter. I am somebody who will go there and I will not compromise on my ideals and my Republican platform. I, I think that too many Republicans go there and... They bend and they want to be friends. I don't want to be friends. I want to see change. And then I want to step back down and go back to my life the way it was supposed to be. This was always supposed to be about service. And my website is robinforcolorado.com. And I would love people to get in touch with me if they have questions and want to know more about what I'm doing. Okay. And is four spelled out or is it the number four? It is four, Colorado.com. Okay, that is Robin for Colorado.com. And again, that was House District 43, correct? Yes, ma'am. Highlands Ranch. Okay. And that's Robin for Colorado.com, House uh, District 43. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate it. It was nice talking to you. Good to talk with you as well. And and again, my friends, uh, any candidate uh, that you'd like some time on the show, reach out to me. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com, and uh, we will uh, give everyone time because I think it's so important that you, the listener, uh, get to know these, have a little bit more of a conversation than just these sound bites so that you can really get to know these candidates. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Susan Kochevar. We'll go through some headlines uh, and continue on. And then we're excited about the second hour, which we'll be doing seven to eight. Stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. 
for clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3pointsfinancial.com. That's 3pointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute, to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. On the line with me is Susan Kochevar. She is an entrepreneur. She's the owner of 88 Drive-In Theater, been a longtime sponsor of the show. And it's great to have you, Susan Kochevar. Welcome. Thank you. Good to join you. You and I, uh, I I actually got to be your guest down at the uh, leadership program in the Rockies um, uh, big meeting uh, down at uh, the Broadmoor where they brought in some really great speakers. And one of those was Mark McDonald. He is a psychiatrist and he is the author of the book, The United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to the Mass Delusional Psychosis. And he's written a piece, you can find him at Substack, just like you can, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler with Popular Rationalism. And he said, the experts are lying to you. And you sent this over to me, Susan, and I thought, let's talk about this. So where would you like to start on this? Well, let's see. Um, Dr. McDonald is LA-based, so I find that funny. He's in, you know, from California, so I can imagine. Um, and that seems to be where a lot of the hysteria more probably than even some of the other areas of the country uh, comes from. So he was alarmed in his um, practice when he started um, seeing all the negative mental health effects he witnessed in his patients surrounding COVID. And he would try to help these people come from the irrational fear into the rational. And kind of what he discovered is, or what I think he probably already knew, was that... uh, Unless someone is willing to question experts, you cannot help them out of their irrational fears. And you can have fears, but you have to act anyway. You can't just let those fears be paralyzing. So he, he wrote the book, which I highly recommend, and then he started talking about, um, then he wrote this follow-up article, and he says that... Um, what if we have all been lied to and conditioned to engage in behaviors that harm ourselves and others all the while, all while under the impression that we are simply making a choice? And so through this, he goes, uh, he talks about, um, you know, how listening to experts and not being an individual and not thinking for yourself leads to a very dangerous situation in countries called mob mentality. And that it, it's extremely dangerous because, you know, people just don't think for themselves and, and they, uh, you know, they, they virtue signal and they also just just act out of fear and make very poor decisions. So um, 
he wrote this article, and he uh, and which is very interesting because I think uh, he talks a lot about uh, thinking for yourself and being an individual. And when I read his work, I can see elements of our Constitution in what he's saying. Our system was designed so that the states would be their own little petri dishes, and the federal government was not supposed to have near as much power as it does. That breaking those states down into individual petri dishes prevents a kind of mob mentality, which which can get really out of control. I mean, you can look at things like the French Revolution, where after a while they couldn't get the heads to stop rolling. Literally, uh, just there's no you know no um, rational thought that that seeps in to a mob. Uh, That's why we have a justice system where things are resolved in the court and we don't have uh, vigilantes or, um, you know, uh, lynchings and not lynchings, but, you know, when, you know, they go out to get a criminal, a whole bunch of them, I can't remember. Posse. Posse kind of thing. Yeah. And just, and just hang people. Uh, Our system is also designed to go more slowly. If you look at Congress, we're supposed to have balanced branches, which argue now the balance is way off, but uh, a balance in all those powers of, of government, branches of government, and the government is designed, was designed to move slowly. Well, for one thing, you can't have swing in law one year and then swing back the next year. I mean, we can clearly see what's happened to us in the last, just the last year with, with a fairly big swing between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. So our system was supposed to be slower than it is now because that gives time for the rational to kind of get to their feet and make their arguments. I I really like what Dr. McDonald has to say. Well, and Susan, regarding uh, our government, it was never designed that we would have these career politicians. And when you look at the Democrat Party right now, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, they have been in Washington for quite some time. And then when they talk about solving problems, it's like, well, they've had a lot of years to quote unquote solve those problems and they haven't done it. Um, what what do you think about term limits? Uh, I think we already have a system, uh, you know, for term limits in terms of our elections. What I do think we need is term limits for bureaucrats because we have this what everybody calls deep state, which is just a giant bureaucracy, people like Fauci and just tons and tons of them at all levels of government. You shouldn't go into government and be able to work a whole life there like Fauci did. He has actually no uh, private experience at all. And they gain a lot of power that way, and they gain a lot of power and too much influence over our electeds. You know, the electeds get, get, get into office, and then somebody shows them how things work. Well, that's not the reverse of how it's supposed to be. You can't make changes when things already work this way and it's so entrenched. So I, I would be more for uh, term limits for bureaucrats. You know, more, you don't get more than four years to work in the government and then off you go. Well, and that's the other thing. These bureaucrats then retire with cushy pensions as well. And all this is is paid for by everyday hardworking people. Uh, and uh, the system is not the way it is supposed to be. And I remember when I um, first started on city council, I was at, I think it was a Colorado Municipal League meeting, and they basically said that the bureaucrats will be there long after you're gone. 
and uh, your city council people have to be elected, but it's the staff really in many of these municipalities that are running the cities now. And much of the staff has gone through public administration uh, gotten public administration degrees at many of our very leftist uh, universities and colleges that there they have actually, And this will go over to another subject that you and I talk about a lot, and that is the Great Reset. And so through this public administration and these bureaucrats, we have seen um, on the local, uh, county, and state level where the policies of the Great Reset are, are implemented. It's been so interesting how that's happened, and it's all because of these bureaucracies, Susan. Yeah, all these bureaucracies which have now set themselves up as experts offering advice and people, you know, just seem to want to farm out their individual rational thought uh, to these people who are supposed to be uh, experts. Uh, Even Dr. McDonald talks about a fire marshal, for example, may know exactly how fire spreads throughout a building and that walls and doors slow its advance. His recommendations to schools to keep all classroom doors closed even in the summer to protect children from dying in a fire however would be foolish and it should be ignored that that advice should be ignored ignored and i can see um and and that's exactly what happened uh with the mass i mean everybody stayed inside i mean everything that was recommended is exactly contrary to what we already know about good health sunshine vitamin d exercise uh seeing your friends, all that stuff is very good for you uh, not having a covering on your face where you're re-inhaling CO2, you know, that you just exhaled, all of that stuff, uh, all the wrong advice came from the experts. And we could, I've even seen this locally. So if you look at health departments, for example, uh, I know of a, a, there's a soccer camp in Broomfield they were trying to build in a great big barn that had big doors that opened, and I mean big doors. So the fire department wanted the top line, you know, fire suppression unit because, you know, every, no one could get hurt ever, which, of course, we don't want, but it, they took it to the extreme. So they, they wanted like a million-dollar fire suppression unit, and the soccer stadium was never built. And I remember when I had a health department person come to my business and try to demand a three-hole sink, even though we don't serve anything that goes to the customer and comes back, and we have an extremely small amount of dishes, and there was uh, actually a regulation in their protocol that said that we were exempt from that. But the health department gal, she's a really young gal, just come out of school, and, and uh, I said to her, this doesn't make any sense. I said, uh, so this is regulation for the sake of regulation. And I could see her head kind of turning in a circle. It had never thought to occurred to her to question what she had been taught and run things through her head. She was just merely applying things. And so you can see how uh, damaging that is to, to businesses and, and your literal health life. Well, and uh, so speaking, you know, of that and the public health departments, uh, I've mentioned this several times on the show that as we were looking at all the power that these bureaucrats in these local health departments had about shutting down businesses, and it didn't make sense that there was this definition between essential and non-essential businesses. It's like, so the virus was so smart that it could 
realize that a small mom and pop operation, the virus would be uh, would be more deadly there than if you were at a big box store. There was something I think really behind this. In a way, it was an assault. I think on our everyday hardworking mom and pop businesses that that really the lifeblood of the American economy. I found that so interesting, and people let experts kind of talk them into that, uh, Susan. Yes, and what do we know about uh, small business people? They tend to be independent, you know, uh, self-directing uh, people, and so they, you know, the attempt to crush people like that would be uh, important if you were seeking to control a country through fear, which is what, you know, the book, United States of Fear, the, the, the fear causes a lot of people to stop questioning, to just, oh, listen to the experts. You know, there are other people that know more than me. Instead of relying on themselves and thinking for themselves, um, they can, and they can do it, you know. Uh, but um, that fear interrupts that rational thought, which is what uh, Dr. McDonald talks a lot about in his book and some in this article. You know, questioning, like exactly like you always do, is the most important thing. You know, you read the bill of the day and you question, hmm, so how is this going to work out in real life? What will be the long-term consequences? Those kinds of things, that's really mostly what it takes. And in his uh, article here, uh, Dr. McDonald says, as always, one of the most important questions, qui bono, who stands to gain, follow the money. Um, It's simple stuff like that uh, and start to think about these things um, for yourself helps, uh, you know, destroy that mass hysteria that uh, is causing uh, so much trouble. Well, and before we go to break, I just want to toss this out then. Uh, And we're mentioning experts. And this is from the Epoch Times. And uh, I think this is uh, the two-year anniversary of the two weeks to flatten the curve, Susan. And uh, Stephen found this meme, the most difficult thing about the first two weeks to uh, flatten the curve is the first two years. But this is pretty amazing. Pfizer CEO... Albert Burla said on March 13th that a fourth dose of the COVID-19 vaccine would be necessary, claiming it would continue to reduce hospitalizations. He said, clearly, we are not where we would all like to be, which is where COVID is behind us. He told CBS News, I think that right now we have very significant tools in our hands so that we can go gradually, I think, back to our normal lives. But we need to understand that the COVID will not go away in the years to come. So Pfizer stands to benefit when you say follow the money. Pfizer stands to benefit by basically forcing people to get this um, this fourth shot. But so interesting, Patty also keeps a, a running record of the um, hospitalizations here in Colorado regarding vaccinated and unvaccinated. And realize when we say vaccinated, that is the health department's uh, definition of vaccinated. That's not just one shot. Uh, that uh, it, it is people that have had what they define it as. Right now, Susan, 45% of people in hospital in hospitals here in Colorado with confirmed COVID cases, 45% of them are vaccinated. But yet we have, quote unquote, the experts over here saying you need to get another shot. So it doesn't match up. But I see a lot of people starting to question this, Susan. 
Yes, finally, I, I hope so, because you can see that the vaccinations are injuring people, and we do not know the long-term consequences of this. Even the developer of mRNA vaccine, Dr. Malone, uh, says, no, stop, stop vaccinating, stop what you're doing, you are hurting people. It was never meant for this. So uh, I'm glad to hear that. You know, when you talk about qui bono and following the money, government has set up a situation where hospitals and doctors and things are being paid to uh, have more vaccinations and more people in the hospital, and they, they get it's terrible. They get paid for putting people on ventilators. They get more money if the patient uh, passes from COVID. Uh, boy, that's a really nasty incentive, and uh, why uh, I think we're having so many problems. Well, and uh, yes, there's a government force on all this. And, and again, you and I are both about at choice. If people want to get the vaccination, make that choice, have looked at everything they say they want to, that's that's great. I also don't believe in this whole free stuff, though, because once people have to even pay a dollar for something, it's interesting that they make, make a different decision as well. So there's nothing free. Uh, only somebody can only re- receive something free if it's taken from someone else, and so there is no free in this world. Uh, on this, and and that's important to understand as well. Susan, let's go to break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about this this fear, experts, and another subject that Dr. McDonald. Um, bit off in this particular op-ed. So I'm talking with Susan Kochevar. Uh, before we go to break, Castlegate Knife and Tool is another great sponsor of the show. Again, this show comes to you because of great sponsors like Castlegate Knife and Tool, Susan Kochevar with 88 Drive-In Theater. And Castlegate Knife and Tool has a, a wider range of selections, whether or not you're a chef or a sportsman or a collector. We're going to be coming into wedding season. Great place to get a gift for the bride and groom. Also a great place for the groom to get uh, maybe a, a utility knife for his groomsman. But be sure and check out Castlegate.com. That's Castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Susan Kochevar. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Uh, on the line with me is Susan Kochevar, great partner of the show. She's an entrepreneur and owner of 88 Drive-In Theater. Spring's right around the corner. When will 88 Drive-In Theater open, Susan Kochevar? Well, as soon as it warms up enough, we're looking at sometime uh, probably mid to late April. Don't know, uh, have an exact date or any features to announce yet, but um, we're excited and Looking forward to seeing all of our customers. I think we're going to have a slight format change this year to adapt to some of the 
economic conditions and probably move to two features rather than our traditional three, at least um, maybe until the uh, regime change here in November of 2022, or hopefully not 2024, but, um, you know, we'll need some better economic conditions, and hopefully we can return to our standard format. Okay, well, and uh, spring is right around the corner, so excited about that. Susan, I wanted to read something from this uh, this piece that Dr. McDonald has done. Uh, at Substack, he said, just as one could accept that a Chinese virus was spreading throughout the U.S. without advocating for an indefinite stoppage of all life, one can now accept that a Russian invasion is spreading throughout Ukraine without advocating for support of a full-scale war between the U.S. and Russia. He goes on to say, for two years, safe and effective early treatment for a virus that was attacked uh, was attacked as irresponsible quackery. All roads led to a universal vaccination, which is now proving to have been a complete failure and likely hindering the development of herd immunity and the extinction of the viral contagion. He says, it now appears that the only road available to us is international war. Recent government advice suggested that it's important to stay safe by remaining six feet apart while seeking cover in a bomb shelter. We're also told that it's a sign of virtue to accept $7 per gallon gas prices as a support for the Ukrainian people. Oh, and why not swap your vehicle out for an electric car as well? Greater suffering means you are a better person. What will you sacrifice this time to follow the road recommended by experts? And uh, we're going to let's just talk about this. The, the politicians, bureaucrats and interest of parties regarding this very expensive gas out there will not let many people connect the dot that this is because of, of public policy that we have uh, gas prices here because we were energy independent when Joe Biden took office. He sh- shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, has restricted drilling on uh, on um, public lands, and he's going around to different dictators asking for them to up their production so that we can buy it from them so that we can fund the bad the bad actors in the world. It just doesn't make sense, Susan. No, no, it doesn't make sense at all. It, it's interesting talking when he starts to question this because I saw something, uh, a comment on his substack underneath uh, the article, and it said, you know, uh, something to the effect of don't believe everything you see because if you watch uh, this video, and the guy put a link to it, you will see there's uh, someone with a cell phone walking around the streets uh, in some city in Ukraine and there's no fighting. And I recall that the beginning of this pandemic, uh, there's another radio show host, Tom or Todd Starnes, and he was walking around New York and going around the hospitals, and he's saying, look, these hospitals are not overrun. There are no trucks. There are no dead bodies. Uh, remember the fake pictures they tried to put out about um, all the bodies being buried, I think, in Central Park or somewhere in New York? It was just I never saw that. Huh. fake stuff. And I think a lot of – I can't tell even what's happening in Ukraine and, and Russia. There's so much – uh, fake stuff being put out. So I think it was interesting somebody else noted that too. But we're being, um, you know, led down a, a path, it looks to me like, just to destroy our country. The gas prices and whatever reasons they hype up for that, uh, definitely the reason we're having high prices is because of 
uh, public policy. You know, Joe Biden administration policy. It's horrible. Uh, so, yeah, question everything. Question all the videos, everything. Well, and I mean, I, I, I think that there is war going on in Ukraine. What I'm questioning on this, Susan, is that as I've looked at many of the headlines on mainstream media, it is all about Ukraine, which I think is trying to, going back to Dr. McDonald, put fear and stress into our lives. And my gosh, we do care about everyday people in Ukraine, in Russia, and but kind of as I look at these, all of these headlines, it does seem like there is is this push towards towards war. But yet, on the other hand, I'm trying to connect this dot. Ukraine actually needs equipment, and they could have really used those MiG fighters, but they were not given those. But yet, in this big omnibus bill, there's over 13 billion dollars. Well. What are they? What what are they going to use that money for to buy? They they actually need equipment, right? That's what they need, and and we've realized that the Ukrainian government there are those that are corrupt, and Ukraine has also been used as a big laundromat to launder money that I think comes back to many Democrat politicians here in America. So I it seems to me curious. No MiG fighters. Thirteen point eight billion. I'm wondering if a lot of that money is going to find itself back here with politicians in in America. I'd not be surprised, but because we know the very corrupt Biden family and the Clintons were all messing around in Ukraine. That seems to be the clearinghouse, the um, the laundering of money, the location where all that happens. So um, that that money in that bill does not come back to the Clintons and to the Bidens and some others for very bad purposes wouldn't surprise me at all. We won't know. Well, and it's it's so tra- it's so tragic that we see everyday people that are the pawns in all of this. But there, I think Dr. McDonald has drawn a correlation between everyday people under COVID were pawns regarding all of the restrictions and the essential, the non-essential businesses. And once again, we see pawns, I think, with what's happening in Europe right now as well. And that, I think we can button that up, bring it back to the beauty of the American idea, this vision of America that all individuals are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That is the DNA of the American idea, and that is what we must protect. And we must protect that through free and fair and honest elections by really great people, so many great people stepping forward to be our representatives. And we've got to get this bureaucracy, as you mentioned, we've got to get that under control. We've got a couple of minutes left, Susan Kochevar. It's so great to have you on the show. How would you like to button this up? Well, I challenge people to um, try to uh, relax some of their fears and understand that all of that regulation is not keeping you safe. It is making you less safe. When you don't question for yourself, uh, lots of bad things happen that way. Even Dr. McDonald talks in the article about a doctor who just says, well, you're going to take these treatments and this is good for you. How many people have known somebody who one doctor told them one thing and they went to another doctor and they told them something else? So, you know, you have to question all of the regulations. Question, just because somebody has a, you know, a title uh, doesn't mean that they are 
uh, really know what's best for you or that they are an honest um, uh, player. So you know, question everything, and I would encourage people to, you know, be an individual and ask questions. Really, you are smart enough. Do a lot of reading. You're smart enough to figure it out. You well, don't need an expert. Well, that's true. Then there's a lot of great information, and I know that you are, you know, do so much research, Susan Kochevar, and uh, really appreciate you joining us today. Excited that 88 Drive-In Theater will be opening here in probably a month or so. And I guess just one other question. Are you seeing, I'm concerned about the quality of what we put into our, our brains and movies and music and, and books. Do you, are you excited about some of these movies that are coming out? Well, the industry uh, is really uh, in a sort of strange place. There's there's some um, there's, there's some content coming out from the studios, but I'm finding some smaller studios are starting to pop up with what I consider to be really superior um, entertainment. So hopefully, we can bring some of those to our audience as well this summer. Would love that. So again, that thank you, Susan Kochevar with 88 Drive-In Theater. Thank you so much. And our quote for today is from Bob Hope. He says, when we recall the past, we usually find that it is the simplest things, not the great occasions, that in retrospect give us the greatest glow of happiness. So my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. And stay tuned. We'll be right back at the top of the hour. The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the second hour of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. My friends today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. Thank you to this team that I get to work with, and that is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. I so greatly appreciate each and every one of you. And Echo is helping out. She will be uh, actually uh, doing the show notes uh, for the second hour. Uh, Patty does those the first hour, but she has a commitment. She's uh, not able to do the second hour, so I'm glad to add Echo in to do that, Producer Steve. I'm glad you kind of fleshed that out a little bit when you listed us all off the first time. Said Echo, <laughs> <laughs> so excited to add that in. We are working so diligently uh, to bring this content to you. We look at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And my friends, remember, it is never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether that's their rights, their property, their freedom, or their livelihood via force, whether with a weapon. Policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or the latest silent thief, which is government-induced inflation. You know, 
people have been saying out loud in the last 18 months or so, gee, is there a second civil war coming to the United States? And I'd like to say, after hearing you read that list, the second civil war might just be here. Well, we are engaged in a great battle of ideas. And uh, a hot war like what is happening over in Ukraine is, <laughs> well, it, it, it's playing out a battle of ideas, I guess. Uh, the battle of ideas there is that um, Putin thinks that Ukraine should be part of Russia and the people of Ukraine don't think so. And so that's uh, developed into a hot war. And I guess in a way it's kind of, it comes down to rights, sovereignty. All of those questions that have been questions throughout the history of man, producer Steve. Well, you're reading my mind, because as that situation got closer and closer to becoming reality, that is, you know, the Russian forces crossed the border, my thought was, haven't we learned enough throughout the course of human history about these types of ideas and, the you know, sovereignty of nations and all those kinds of things, and what in the world is Putin thinking? Well, he is thinking that America is weak. Uh, because we certainly didn't see. I find it so interesting those that said that Trump was uh, Putin's puppet. Well, if okay, let's try to connect a dot. If Trump was Putin's puppet, why didn't Putin try this when Trump was president? Right? I mean, <laughs> does isn't that a good question? It is a it's a great question, and uh, you know the answer is. Is right around the corner, I think, as as this thing plays itself out. Yeah, but Louis, we must pray for our world. We must pray for the people of Ukraine, the people of Russia. Everyday people don't want war. It's 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 those that don't really are not right there on the battlefield. Those are the ones that normally get us into wars. And uh, gosh, this piece by uh, Dr. Mike McDonald that we talked about with Susan in the previous show. Uh, it, it looks to me like a lot of pundits are trying to push us towards war, politicians and bureaucrats and pundits and interested parties. And I don't think it has to be like that, Producer Steve. So we need to have uh, calmer heads prevail here as we're talking about all that. Uh, our quote for the day, uh, we're going to be talking with Richard Beatty, fellow, uh, Kales, or fellow Crawford Broadcasting uh, host, about... Kelsey's 100th birthday this week, and that'll be in the second and third segments. So I went to Bob Hope for our quote. He died at the age of 100. He was born in 1903, died in 2003. He was a British-born American entertainer and comic actor known for his rapid-fire rapid delivery of jokes and one-liners and for his success in virtually all entertainment media. And I took the quote. He's 100 years old. But I thought he always, he always would talk about politics. And this was a great line. He said, no one party can fool all the people all of the time. That's why we have two parties, Producer Steve. <laughs> but um bum Did he start his, you know, he took his show overseas. Did he start in, Kore uh, in Korea? the Korean conflict? Boy, I think so, but I remember so much during Vietnam. Oh, definitely Vietnam, but I, I couldn't figure out whether he was uh, overseas in World War II or if it was you know, starting in the Korean conflict. I'll have to look yeah, that up. Yeah, why don't you look that up while, uh, while I'm talking about the bill of the day, which is House Bill 22-1260, Access to Medically Necessary Services for Students, has a title on it that initially may seem to make some sense. But my friends, we have seen, and they're playing long ball on this, and that is on parental rights. Uh, yesterday, candidate Brandy Bradley, a candidate for State House 
said that uh, she was at her pediatrician's office and she wanted to see her 12-year-old's chart and they would not let her see that chart without the 12-year-old's approval. But yet here we see all kinds of other um, entities that have total access to these kids' charts. So let's go ahead and... uh, I want to go through this. It says, under the bill, a student who has a medical diagnosis and presents an accompanying prescription from a qualified healthcare professional to an administrative unit, that's always interesting, administrative unit, must receive reasonable accommodations as determined by a collaborative care team to allow the student to receive medically necessary services in the school setting. Uh, I guess uh, maybe that makes sense, but going on here, this is what really troubles me. We don't see the name parent anywhere in this bill. It says the bill prohibits an administrative unit from prohibiting a functional health care specialist from providing medically necessary services to a student during school hours. Who may, so, my friends, we have to start to put our thinking caps on. Who makes that determination? It says the bill authorizes an administrative unit to utilize on-site therapists when selecting a functional healthcare specialist to provide the medically necessary services to the student. If the administrative unit does not have an appropriate specialist available on-site, the bill requires the administrative unit to allow a community-based specialist to provide the medically necessary services in the school setting. The administrative unit is also required to consider selecting specialists to provide frequent and regular therapy to the student outside of the school setting to provide the medically necessary service to the student in the school setting in order to maintain the continuity of care. And then this is the other thing. There was, I, I, um, there was they, um, some of these parents were trying to use the Disabilities Education Act to try to ensure some um, parental rights. I think this was last year. So guess what? The bill here does not increase, alter, or reduce an administrative unit's obligation to provide required services pursuant to the Federal Individuals with Disabilities Education Act or Section 504 of the Federal Rehabilitation Act of 1974. I think they may be trying to run interference even on that. But notice, Steve, there is no no reference to the parent whatsoever in this. And these bills are dangerous to parental rights. These bills are dangerous to children. These bills help um, those with an ideological um, agenda uh, regarding our children. This basically, I think, protects those with that ideological agenda and takes away parental rights. That is why this is so dangerous. Once again, like I, I, I think I might have mentioned it in our first hour, I need to get a pair of glasses like yours because I, I look at these things at too much of a surface level, and I don't see these deeper, deeper things. And I'm glad you do. Well, and uh, on this again, unfortunately, we had um, the pr- sponsors on it are Meg Froelich, who's a Democrat, and Cleve Simpson, who is a Republican and Rhonda Fields, who is a Democrat. And it's troubling to me that we have some of our Republicans that are putting their names on these bills when, in essence, what they should be doing is 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 rolling back a bunch of this bad legislation, using their bills that they want to... Uh, to get to, to to introduce, they should be using that to roll back 
these bad bills and to reclaim parental rights. So it is unfortunate, but I know I know there's a lot of pressure. They get talked into it, but I would really encourage. Maybe they should call us first. What do you think, Steve? Well, let us not forget we have entered into this age where parents are being pushed out more and more and more in terms of just being wanting to know what their kids are learning in school and most visibly was what last fall in the state of Virginia leading into that election and so you're hot on the trail of something here for sure we are and the Democrat agenda of taking away parental rights has been playing long ball and once again this is just another one of these Patty had pulled five different mental health bills last week that were down at the state house again it is an affront on parental rights and kids that may be falling through the cracks we can do things for them without taking away the rights of parents and so let's go to break before we do that though this show comes to you because i have great sponsors uh, really appreciate it if you, when you are doing business, would do business with these sponsors because they're one of the reasons why we're on the show as well as all of the support that all of you give us. But Kirsch Insurance Group is another great sponsor of the show. They're specialists in the Medicare arena. And whenever government gets involved in something, it's going to be complicated. That's why you need Kirsch Insurance Group on your side of the table, and it doesn't cost you anything. The other thing, if you uh, have a question regarding a Medicare claim or whatever, Kirsch Insurance Group, if they are your broker of record, they can help you through that, and it doesn't cost anything. Uh, for you to do that. So be sure and check out Kirsch, uh, ikirsch.com. That's I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, KLZ's birthday. Stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute, to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. A couple of things I wanted to make sure that you know about. First is on March 22nd, the Colorado Hispanic Republicans are hosting a senatorial forum. You can get the information at the Colorado Hispanic Republicans website. Uh, I have the great honor to moderate that. And March 26th, Helen Raleigh and I, and Helen Raleigh is a nationally known um, 
media personality. She's written several books. One of them is Confucius Never Said. She grew up in China, uh, but you can. She's been on Newsmax. She's been on Fox. She's been. She writes for the Federalists. She's been um, has written for the Wall Street Journal. She's really media savvy. And I would highly recommend that you join us for this workshop. We have a limited number of spots available. You can um, uh, register and buy your ticket at my website at Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. That will be March 26th. Whether or not you're thinking about running for office or running for office, want to help somebody running for office, or just want to work on your message as you are talking with your friends, your family, and colleagues, this really will help you. And we'd love to have you join us. So be sure and check that out as well. And uh, we are taking call-ins. This is new for the show since we now have two hours. That will be the last segment. And ideally, we'd like you to comment on something that we talked about today. So some of the things would be Pfizer recommending the fourth shot, uh, parental rights, uh, could talk about Ukraine, could talk about fear and courage. So all those things could be something I'd love to hear hear from you about. That'll be the last segment, uh, and that'll be 747 to 758. The phone number is 303-477-5600. On the line with me is Richard Beatty, and he is a colleague of mine here at Crawford Broadcasting, and it is KLZ's 100th birthday. Richard uh, has a lot of comments that he can make about that. Richard Beatty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kim. It's great to be on. I'm just, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I am glad that uh, I don't have to wake up this early every morning. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to talk about KLZ's history uh, is, uh, has been a labor of love for me uh, in the last year. Well, tell us, first of all, before we get into that, uh, you are doing a lot here at Crawford Broadcasting. So where can people find your work? Yes, um, actually, KLTT, I've got two shows on. Uh, I am co-host of On the Home Front, which is Moms for America, which I'm sure your listeners are, uh, are very well versed on. Kimberly Fletcher, who is uh, the host of that show, and I'm her co-host. Uh, we brought her on uh, just a couple of months ago, and uh, it's a great show. Uh, it airs on, uh, on KLTT, uh, and it's every Saturday at 3 uh, I also host a show called the Songwriters Gallery on Legends, KLVZ, which uh, does uh, a lot of, I do a lot of interviews with uh, songwriters. I've, I've been a singer-songwriter pretty much since 1972, uh, which I'm, I'm about to celebrate my 50 years as a songwriter. Awesome. And, uh, so and and also a media person. In fact, I think that Kim and I have a a, a new show. We just call it Media Savvy. Uh, I, I like that. <laughs> I like that too. Uh, I like that. Numbers. Uh, KLTT and KLVZ. Where can people find that on the AM is, uh, and then I think A10 is uh, KLVZ. We, we we are very much into having people download the app, uh, especially Legends, uh, the KLVZ. Uh, dot, uh, I think it's KLV, oh, no, it's legends953.com uh, is the Songwriters Gallery. Okay. And that's on 5 to 6 every Saturday night. And uh, we've got a nice audience. Uh, we've got people sending in stuff. Uh, it's really it's really been a fun show. I've got Judy Collins on uh, this week. Cool. Uh, and uh, she has a new album, all, all original songs. It's the first time ever in her career. 
and she's just 82. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really really quite stunning uh, what what she's done. And um, great song called um, I uh, something about I was a Colorado girl or something like that. So uh, which uh, is not 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 akin to the Beach Boys California Girls. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I although that was the first song, uh, the first rock and roll song on KLZ FM uh, when Bill Gardner uh, flipped the switch. Okay, uh, well, let's jump in on that. Tell us some more of this. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, um, actually, KLZ FM, uh, they the the, uh, the competition down the street was uh, KIMN, uh, which I know a lot of people grew up with uh, KIMN, and then. Everything on the FM dial was uh, was definitely classical, uh, and uh, it was it didn't even have talk on it. Uh, it uh, it just had those kind of right highbrow people uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, and then um, Bill Gardner, uh, who I uh, interviewed, uh, and um, I, I just uh, I'm finishing an audio book uh, on uh, on KLZ FM, which is they were called the Innovators, and they were the Innovators. Uh, of of music and FM radio, uh, and uh, this is 1965. In August of 65, Bill Gardner flipped the switch, and he played "California Girls" by the Beach Boys, and they were off and running, as he says. So, tell us about Kelsey, the history. 100 years, right? And yeah. and that was 5:60 a.m. Right? That's where it all started. Correct. Yeah, although it, it wasn't originally 5:60 a.m., uh, they got that spot on the dial uh, a couple years later. Um, the uh, the original KLZ FM uh, AM was um, was actually um, Doc Reynolds, uh, Doctor William Reynolds, uh, moved from Minnesota to Colorado Springs, where he was an amateur uh, radio buff, and um, and he. <laughs> He experimented with radio. He uh, w- he moved to Denver uh, on University and uh, Washington Park, and he erected these towers. Can you imagine coming home uh, in 1922 and and saying, "Hey, Martha, look at this! There's, look what that crazy Reynolds is doing now!" And in the back of the house is 80 foot towers. Oops. <laughs> and. And I actually didn't have homeowners association, so it, so it was it, it was cool. <laughs> so and he started broadcasting. What did he What did he talk about? Yeah, uh, he was a musician, and um, he gave up his dental practice to go full time into radio. He got a license. Uh, KLZ, the call letters came from a, a sunken ship, a U.S. ship off the coast of Mexico somewhere. And um, they didn't give out if it, this because the ship sank. They didn't reassign those to ships uh, anymore. It was bad luck, and so um, they they got KLZ, and that's how they got their their name. He was uh, first ten licensed stations in the country, um, and KLZ uh, went on the air March tenth of nineteen twenty two. Uh, and uh, what they did do is that they played music. Um, his wife was a pianist. He was a he was a horn player, I believe. And uh, they uh, they did original songs. They did standards. They did all kinds of things. 
Then uh, shortly after they opened uh, or went on the air, uh, they had um, the uh, Rocky Mountain News approach them and said, would you read the newspaper? So they had the first broadcast news. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. In the country or just in Colorado? In the country. Yeah, in in 1922, the Rocky Mountain News uh, actually partnered with uh, the Reynolds Radio Company, which is KLZ. Wow, that's really fat. What a history! What I was sitting here thinking, what an honor to get to be on this particular station. And and we, you can listen to KLZ 560 on KLZ 560 AM, 100.7 FM. But now you can stream it on their web, KLZ Radio. Listen, I think it is, um, but just you can just uh, search for that on your computer. And then the KLZ app is what's really, that's really slick, is just to, to be able to listen to it that way, Richard. It is. Uh, I, I do. Um, you know, we're down in Colorado Springs now. Our transmitter uh, goes uh, across the front range. You could, you could really get a nice, clear signal uh, on AM and then the FM dial as well. Uh, and then, um, then, the uh, the app though is so handy for uh, all of the, I I have all of our stations on app and uh, I uh, I listen to the Kim uh, Munson show that way too. Well, I I appreciate that immensely. How many different owners has Kelsey had? Uh, too many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> throughout the years, uh, Time Life owned um, KLZ. Um, Doc Reynolds died uh, really early in life. I think he was in his 40s. Uh, he may have been early 50s, uh, but he died in the 30s, uh, 1932, I believe. Uh, so only 10 years into it. Um, I don't know what the, what the, uh, the wills uh, or anything else, but nobody in the family took the, uh, the, the, the station over. Uh, so Gaylord uh, Broadcasting, and I forget what Mr. Gaylord's name was, uh, out of Oklahoma City, bought uh, KLZ from, uh, from the Reynolds family and the Re- Reynolds Radio Company. Uh, and so they ran it until probably about, the, about 45, uh, 1950. Uh, you know, they had, they had Lowell Thomas on. They had a lot of the, the World War II coverage on KLZ was, was stellar. Uh, and uh, you know, both locally and uh, nationally, they uh, they were a CBS affiliate for a long time. Uh, and then Time Life uh, actually bought uh, also Harry Huffman, who people know from the theater, uh, you know, the theaters like the Aladdin Theater and the Bluebird, and uh, a lot of uh, he owned uh, KLZ for a while, uh, and uh, actually brought TV. Uh, to uh, the KLZ uh, as well, so uh, which is now KWGN Channel Seven. It kind of broke up uh, during that time, uh, and a lot of different formats uh, KLZ has had. Fascinating. I'm talking with Richard Beatty. He's one of my colleagues here at Crawford Broadcasting, and he's got a couple of shows on some of our sister stations, and he's been doing a history of KLZ. This is our 100th birthday, and we were one of the the first 10 AM stations in the country, correct? I, I wrote that down correctly, right, Richard? Yes. 
Awesome. Awesome. Okay, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Richard Beatty. In the last segment, have your call-ins ready. Uh, and and uh, the subjects on the, on the table could be the Pfizer vaccine, parental rights, Ukraine, fear, um, courage, those, all those kinds of things. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be right back with Richard Beatty. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. I greatly appreciate you. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. It is KLZ's 100th birthday. And uh, what a piece of history that uh, we get to work with here, producer Steve. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, and uh, when we talk about standing on the shoulders of giants with our America's Veteran Story show, we're sta- I realize, Steve, we're standing on the shoulders of giants here at K- KLZ. We are. And I'm really happy to have Richard as part of the, our group here because he brings, I mean, he, he's like you know, another guy who's like a dog with a bone. He really goes after the, the nitty gritty here. And, uh, you know, just the nuts and bolts of this place. It's its very interesting. Well, and Richard, uh, again, uh, for our listeners that are just joining us, tell us about your two programs. Yes. Um, actually, I have three programs, uh, but I forgot to tell you about, uh, I didn't, uh, we just didn't get to it, was uh, Mind Matters is a, a Christian counseling show on KLTT. Uh, and that's on Sundays at noon uh, every every Sunday. Uh, and that's with Rita Schulte, who is a, uh, a licensed counselor out of uh, Virginia. And uh, she is really reaching uh, the Denver uh, market with, uh, with really important uh, thing, uh, uh, information and resources about mental health. And uh, it's, that's probably one of the most important shows that I, uh, that I do. Okay. And again, the time on that? That's at noon on Sundays on KLTT. Okay. And then also on uh, KLTT is your Moms for America, right? Moms for America, which is on the home front, is the name of that show. Okay. And and what time is that? And that's on uh, 3 o'clock on Saturdays. And then your uh, show over on Legends, you said you're going to be interviewing Judy yeah. Collins this week. And that's a great show. Yeah, songwriters gallery, and uh, yeah, we've had all kinds of people. We've had Danny O'Keefe, uh, Good Time Charlie's got the blues. Uh, we've had um, oh, we've had Michael Brewer, Brewer and Shipley, uh, and uh, all kinds of really great singer songwriters who uh, 
you may you know their songs, but you may not know their names. But uh, but we really talk about creative process and uh, and and those things. Harry Tuft, uh, the the owner uh, for a long time and founder of the Denver Folklore Center, uh, which just turned sixty over the weekend. Uh, they um, he is now a full time musician at uh, at at eighty years old. Uh, and so he uh, he's been a guest, and he is actually going to be uh, one of my guests this week. Okay, uh, and, and that's uh, on Saturdays at six, correct? Saturday at five. Oh, at five. Five to six. Five yeah. to six, and that's on Legends. Okay, Richard, let's talk a little bit more about KLZ. I find this pretty fascinating. Uh, what else do you think people should know? What would be maybe the top three fascinating things about KLZ? Well, number one, that Denver and uh, Bill Gardner uh, and uh, and Max Floyd, Max Floyd's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because he got a lot of uh, singer songwriters and bands. Uh, he got their start because he played them. Uh, the uh, the 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 Christian song, which is a big hit uh, in the '60s, "Oh Happy Day," uh, was uh, was something that uh, that that Max Floyd. Uh, played a lot. John Denver got a lot of airplay on on KLZ FM. Uh, so uh, there, uh, the heritage of music and musicians, and the fact that the DJs, uh, Max Lloyd's the, I think one of five DJs uh, who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of the way they supported musicians. And Max Lloyd was with KLZ. Yeah, Max Floyd was uh, with KLZ uh, for uh, a good 12 years, uh, and uh, KLZ FM, he was one of the innovators. And you refer to FM, but I thought it was our AM uh, signal that was the the longest running. Yes, it is the longest running. The AM sig- signal is the longest running. Uh, they um, there's there's a great story about War of the Worlds where. Um, uh, the the um, the the broadcast went on and and there was a letter from a listener on KLZ that that uh, and I love what what this woman said she said uh, she said that it scared us out of our wits and then uh, but there was here's the punchline she said but the acting was superb. <laughs> I, I guess I guess that's true. Uh, what? Uh, when did the Crawford um, broad, when did Crawford Broadcasting purchase KLZ? Crawford Broadcasting purchased, I believe, in 1990. It may have been 92. Uh, and and Crawford, um, I, I know Mr. Crawford has has said this is the crown jewel of the uh, the Crawford Broadcasting because of the history. And uh, and uh, they really they really saved uh, I think KLZ. It had it had uh, gone to a, a group, and I forgot. I think they were like I, I don't even want to uh, speculate what the name of the group was. But they did they did V Rock, okay. <laughs> and it was it was heavy metal oh <laughs> on <gosh>. AM. Wow, <laughs> that lasted a couple of years. We've had country formats. We've had a, a lot of different things on the AM, uh, and uh, but but anyhow, uh, Mr. Crawford uh, came in, uh, and um, I, I I know that. Uh, uh, that Don Don Jr. had a, a great story about when he first uh, 
took over the God and Country format, and they, we've uh, Crawford's had a, a lot of different formats. We had a women's uh, a women's format of music for a while. We had a sports format with ESPN. We were partners with ESPN. Um, AM has had a lot of different things, but the God and Country uh, format has really has really stuck. Well, and it is an honor to get to do this. What's your final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Richard Beatty? Well. Um, and, and and by the way, just just a, a, a quick note of correction. My my last name is pronounced Beatty. Oh, I am uh, sorry. Uh, I thought no, I thought you were no. relations to Warren. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no. Richard. I apologize I just, on that. I just resemble him. Huh? Uh, there you go. So Richard Beatty. I you know I normally always ask that, and I don't know why I I hadn't done that. So apologies because I like to get names right. So it's Richard Beatty who's my my colleague there. I you and I just talk Richard and Kim, so I I, I never really listened. So I apologize. So what's your final thought you'd like to listen uh, leave with our listeners, Richard Beatty? Yeah, final thought is that um, we are. Now beginning uh, to get with Sound Century, which is actually uh, the name of, uh, of the series that we did, we are now uh, working with the Denver Public Library uh, on their history stuff and their audio history uh, stuff that they have and digitizing those things. Uh, that is something that, um, uh, that is really uh, and then, and then, also creating new programs, kind of like yours, uh, you know, all of those things. So, so we're we're going to make sure that we chronicle the next hundred years. So, so somebody gets this on SoundCloud a uh, hundred years from now, and they could open it up like a time capsule. Oh, I love that. Richard Beatty, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing uh, some of the history of KLZ 560 AM and also FM. So appreciated, and uh, good luck on all these uh, great shows that you're doing on some of our sister stations. Yes, and thank you for taking on the baton for KLZ, too. Uh, we've, we, uh, we do stand on the shoulders of, of some great giants. Most definitely. Richard Beatty, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Take care. Okay. We're going to go to break. Uh, get ready to ma- uh, give a call in. The number is 303-477-5600. That's 303-477-5600. And comment on some of the things that we might have talked about, uh, whether or not it's the fourth jab of the Pfizer vaccine recommended by the uh, head of Pfizer, parental rights, Ukraine, fear, courage. Uh, just, uh, just give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll be right back. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. 
And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who join us. I so greatly appreciate each and every one of you. And would love to hear from you. If you have a comment on something that we talked about today, the phone number is 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. We talked about the um, head of Pfizer recommending the fourth jab, the fourth Pfizer uh, jab. So you could talk about that parental rights, which is so important. What's happening with Ukraine uh, regarding this culture of fear that we've had in our country with COVID and now I think also with Ukraine. So those are some of the subjects on the table. And if you're shy, then Producer Steve and I are going to go through some additional headlines there. Producer Steve, you had one that uh, you said this morning in our pre-call you had sticky notes all over the computer monitor. What would you like to talk about? Have you ever heard of a, a representative in the House, uh, U.S. House, by the name of Kim Shire? No. Well, she's got an interesting take on, in terms of the price of gasoline. Did you know that it's un-American to blame Putin on the on the price of our gasoline? Well, I thought that's what Jinsaki was doing, was blaming Putin for everything. Well, okay, if you get around to all the different sources and the different... People from the administration, um, they're obviously all reading off the same script. But I just, you know, I want to ask, what what country are you, where have you been for the last two years or so? Did, does, the, does the phrase uh, energy independence mean anything to you? I just can't believe they would go out on a limb like this. And, okay. and again, it's the same old uh, thought process. Well, the American people, they just need to be told what to think and... Uh, you know, we'll all be better for it. Well, unpack this a little bit more. So if she's saying that it's un-American to blame Putin, then is she saying that she supports our energy independence? Or or where is she coming down on this whole uh, discussion? She seems, again, energy, energy independence obviously doesn't resonate with her. She doesn't know it or uh, maybe doesn't agree. But the fact that if we would just unlock our own resources, that we wouldn't be seeing half of this mess. But she didn't say that. No, no, no. That wasn't part of it. It never is. Okay. And so, then, yeah, wait, I'll take it one step further. Uh, Fox News right now, one of the headlines on the website is, is that uh, the Gulf states, not, and I don't mean here <laughs> down along the Gulf of Mexico, but over in the Middle East, are all being shunned right now because they're all basically given... Uh, Joe, the heart, uh, the cold shoulder, when he asked them to send us more oil. Again, ignoring our own potential. Yes, my I, my understanding is, is there's countries that are not taking his calls these days, and that is because uh, he he the administration is appearing as weak, and whenever whenever uh, predators uh, detect weakness, that is many times when they pounce. And it has not taken him long to get us to this point. Uh, it was almost like the minute he got into office, he was he was um, on a mission to use executive orders to reverse so many of the positive things that had happened under the Trump administration for everyday hardworking people, Producer Steve. And yet his lame brain administration or cabinet, as in the Secretary of Transportation, does his best Marie Antoinette impersonation where he just says, well, just go get an electric vehicle. Then you won't have to worry about gas prices. Uh, Yes, let them eat cake, uh, most definitely. If you want to call in 303-477-5600, I would like to go through some of these additional um, headlines that we have here, Steve. And the next one 
And this is from Fox News. And Rand Paul has introduced an amendment to eliminate Fauci's position as the NIAID director. Uh, and uh, went on to say that uh, the Senate Health Committee member reacts to a new study that concludes COVID lockdowns did more harm than good on America Reports. Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, on Monday introduced an amendment that would eliminate Dr. Anthony Fauci's position and decentralize it so that no one person can act as dictator-in-chief in the name of public health. Paul's amendment would reorganize NIAID by breaking it down into three separate national research institutes, all with their own director, including the National Institute of Allergic Diseases, the National Institute of Infectious Diseases, and the National Institute of, I always get this word, immunologic uh, diseases. Says we've learned a lot over the past two years, but one lesson in particular is that no one person should be deemed dictator-in-chief. I think this is a very good idea, Producer Steve. You know, before the Titanic went down, there were no rules about uh, how long a watch, a radio watch, need to be maintained. But after the Titanic went down, it was mandated, uh, you know, you will have 24-hour radio watch on the high seas. So I, I guess I applaud what Rand Paul is doing here. I guess the only question I have is, is the disaster we've seen out of that position that Fauci is in, is it the position itself or was it his personality, his his ego, his I am science approach? Well, we actually saw that personality play out through a lot of different health organizations. And as I'm sitting here thinking about this, I, I gosh, do you, I wonder if we really should have, if these should be government entities. I'm going to have to think about that one some more. You mentioned my glasses. But I'm, I don't have a clear view on what that is exactly. But he is right that decentralizing power is always a good idea. That is always a good idea. Uh, let's go to this next headline. Again, if you want to comment on anything, the phone number is 303-477-5600. This is from the Colorado Sun. And Steve, we've seen down here, Colorado is, is the most, one of the most radical places on earth regarding abortion. And we've seen this very terrible uh, abortion bill that is working its way through the legislature uh, towards the governor's desk here in Colorado. And my hope is, is that uh, Polis, saying that he's a libertarian, which would mean that uh, many libertarians are live and let live. So that would mean that you would let the baby, the fetus, live and let live as well, if you're truly a libertarian, I think. But anyway, the problem is, is it doesn't value life. And we have to ask these questions about ourselves. Do we live in a society that values life or not? And this was reported by the Colorado Sun. It says, a Denver doctor is helping patients with severe anorexia obtain aid in dying medication, spurring a national ethics debate. And uh, this doctor is uh, helping patients uh, and with this medication. It's jol- uh, says it's jolting the psychiatric community and sparking an emotional national debate about the ethics of prescribing legal drugs for people with mental illnesses. It says Dr. Jennifer Guadiani, an internal medicine doctor who specializes in eating disorders, published a paper in which she describes the deaths of three patients with anorexia nervosa. One 36-year-old woman died after ingesting the lethal doses prescribed by another doctor. 
uh, with Guadiani serving as the consulting physician. Another 36-year-old woman died of severe malnutrition on the same day she planned to take these drugs. And then in a paper published in February in the Journal of Eating Disorders, Guadiani advocates for allowing patients who are dying from anorexia to end their lives on their own terms. Okay, Steve, first of all, I'm not sure that if I had an eating disorder that I would want to go to a doctor that one of the things that they would want to do is to help help with my demise. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, what I would it? like somebody that wants to heal me, help me heal. I guess Kevorkian himself is no longer with us, but how many years did we tolerate and have to go through you know, all the things that he was about? So, I mean, obviously the idea isn't new. No, it is not new. But uh, I think it used to be that uh, the Hippocratic Oath was do no harm. And I have to think that if you are uh, prescribing lethal drugs to someone, that that is doing them harm. And again, it seems that in the medical community that we would want to be trying to help people heal themselves. And I believe that I believe that anybody can heal. I really do, Steve. Well, okay, and now I'm thinking on the grand scale of things or on the spectrum on this topic. I heard a story this morning, and I don't want to change this topic on you, but in a way it is related in a quirky kind of way. Our unprotected border, the the topic of, of this particular story was fentanyl. How much fentanyl has come across the border, and the amount is so vast that it could kill every American in the country twice so here's a government getting into whether or not you know we need to do things like what you're what you're talking about here and at the same time ignoring what's happening with dangerous lethal drugs coming across the border okay i'm not sure i'm quite following the two stories to connect them well i mean are we asking government to make a ruling here on what these guys should and should not be allowed to prescribe their patients who are coming to them you know, with a a serious problem, and well, we'll just give you this other option over here. Or you know, give it. We'll call it your Plan B. Okay, okay. Well, boy, that that does open up a whole nother discussion. And sorry to you know to hit you broadside there. <laughs> yeah, it's the danger you have when you let a quirky mind on this side of the glass. <laughs> no, and you and I have such important discussions about this. I've got, I'm going to have to think some more about that, Steve. This whole fentanyl thing—it's so—it's so tragic, and the open border, uh, you know, the, the human trafficking that's coming across that. I've got to think some more about that. So we'll we'll let that percolate out there for another day it has an in-your-face tone to it because what did we just have in the last two weeks five people here in aurora who od'd and you know the whole issue was that whatever they thought they were taking there was also fentanyl present so we're getting in way over uh way over our heads here if and what what can be done i i just i don't have the answer to it but the problem the magnitude of it is is getting bigger and bigger with each passing month. Well, well, it is, and uh, one has to ask who is who is manufacturing the fentanyl? How is it getting to the border? How is it getting into our young people? What is what's the big the big picture there? 
And gosh, in a way, it seems like it's continuing to try to destroy everyday people, the American dream. And again, a lot of that that's coming across the border. Um, Let's see. I think the next uh, we've got uh, probably time for just one other comment. And that is I think I'll go to this one that Patty had pulled here. And that is, again, we've got to talk about valuing life. Here we've got this terrible abortion bill that's working its way through through the, the legislature here in Colorado, which basically says you could abort a baby right up until the moment of birth. I mean, that's so cruel. And then we've got this Denver psychiatrist that, uh, instead of healing people, will actually use her position to prescribe drugs to help people uh, with their death. Then we see this. This is from the ncregister.com. It says that there's a Down syndrome organization open to the termination of Down syndrome kids. And we have to ask ourselves, do we value life? And do we, do we start to say if, if society starts to say somebody isn't quote unquote perfect, then that they're no longer a contributor to society? Well, we could probably have society look at each and every one of us and say that we're not perfect. Okay. And uh, we're, okay, we have a call in. We've got about a minute. It's Wally from Sedalia. Wally, what did you want to comment on? But, you know, we just had six West Point cadets in Miami. I don't know if you've heard of this. I did. Four of them took cocaine laced with fentanyl, not knowing that the fentanyl, they were going into cardiac arrest, and the other two performing CPR, apparently, from what I've heard, got somehow affected by the fentanyl that was in the other people and two of them are critical um but you know these are supposed to be the best of the best in our society of course their careers with the army are going to be over for having done what they did um but when people voluntarily are taking this stuff i I don't know how i feel about that you know and, and especially somebody like West Point cadets that are informed and know that they should not be doing this kind of stuff, and yet they're still doing it. You, you know where I'm going? I, mean, you I, know I I'm do. Saying? I do. And, Wally, we are just about out of time. Uh, would you like to give a call in tomorrow, and we can talk about that some more? Because you've triggered a thought with me as well, and, and one of that's, I think, personal responsibility that you might be hitting upon, Right. That's exactly where I was heading on, and I would be happy to if you tell me what time that you want me to Okay, uh, we'll be starting to take uh, call-ins tomorrow about 7.45. So let's okay. talk some more about that tomorrow, Wally. Thank you so much. And our quote for t- the end of the show is from Bob Hope, and he says this, When we recall the past, we us- usually find that it is the simplest things, not the great occasions, that in retrospect give us the greatest glow of happiness. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.